This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live at the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Happy Easter. We are all here on a Sunday to serve the fans of Consignment Heroes. If you have something rare or interesting, maybe an old collection and you're curious about its value, you can give us a call right now at the station and get a, an expert in all things stuff to give you a real-time market value and maybe help you sell it or do whatever you're going to do with it. Our number here at the station is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, don't worry, we have a toll-free line. That number is one 866 740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. So whether you have some gold coins, maybe jewelry, some silver or fine china, maybe some figurines, sports cards or memorabilia autographs, maybe an old television or an old uh, sewing machine lying around, luckily we have two people who have found fame and fortune dealing in stuff. They are Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures and, of course, this show, Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Happy uh, Sunday, uh, Easter. Easter. I'm with it. Close I'm with enough. it. We're all in. We're all on board. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Looking forward to Easter dinner today with the whole family coming in, and uh, we're not allowed to talk business. I'm not allowed to talk antiques at the dinner table. Oh my Easter. God! What are you going to talk about? You're, so you're mute at dinner. Is what I'm, I'm mute. I just listen to everybody I'll else. Get it out now, then. You know? So I have to get all my antique knowledge out now. Yeah, my wife has. I have no antiques on the main floor. And uh, she won't let me, she, it's, she says blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't want to know. Well, I know worth. her. We've talked about this. And she needs a clutter-free free space. Otherwise, you'll just see anything as potential storage, even if it's the uh, yeah. space from floor to ceiling between your couch and your television. Well, if that's you need what, the space, it gets occupied. Well, that's why I call her in. When I have a job where someone's you know, spring cleaning and they have to have it organized and, and they're having a little bit of trouble getting rid of stuff, she'll say, yep, no. And she's just... Right, so toss it, move it along, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is spring t- cleaning time. Like, this is the time where we're, we're having Easter now, and I know tomorrow there's going to be a lot of people with that honey-do list. Their wife's going to go out and say the garage has got to be cleaned. Oh, got, yeah. Spring yeah. cleaning is about the weather's great, and this is where we can help you. Like, instead of putting it into the garbage, because the garbage man does not go around with a checkbook. I say this all the time. I says, find out what it's worth before you put it in there, because a lot of people are surprised. And there's the other point is that we also help the people that are not spring cleaning, but someone's passed on a family and they have to downsize the whole house. Yeah. And yeah. that's where we really help because we can get rid of the clothes, all the tools in the basement, everything in the garage, even the, the ornaments outside. Old furniture, wall sconces, chandeliers, mirrors, yeah. art, whatever it is, statues, figurines. I'm yeah. downsizing from a four-bedroom house to a two-bedroom condo, and I can't take my 9,000 Royal Daltons. Yes. yes, but that's where we can help you. Like, yeah. I, I can't overemphasize this because people say, well, what do I do? You don't handle I, They'll say, oh, you don't do furniture, or you don't do clothes, or you don't do this. We do it all. We're there to take the stress out of it. If you've made the decision to downsize, or if you've made the decision that you're, you're, somebody's passed on and you have to sell the house, and you need to have it swept clean, all the stuff gone out of it, because yeah. either it's a knockdown, it's 50 years old, or the people have to move it, you know, sell it. We can help with that. That's what we do. They can sell the house, too. Yeah, we can we sell the house everything. as well, and we can get you better rates on it. Yeah, yeah. You well, know? I was telling you a story not long ago. It was, um, uh, you know, a, a nice old guy passed away, but his sons lived in the States. And so mm-hmm. I think he had to have his lawyer orchestrate the sale of a house that he had lived in for like 70 years. He was a hoarder. Yep. And because they didn't get in touch with you, I think they had to pay for like 10 truckloads of garbage to be taken out of there. My goodness. Obviously, there was probably some good stuff lost in the wash. 
But I'm saying that the cost of that was extraordinary. It was thousands of dollars, five yeah. or ten. I have no idea. But that's the time when you go, okay, well, why don't you have someone go through and look at the estate? Because they just wanted to gut the house for sale. And mm. they're doing this remotely. They don't even live in the country anymore. So it's well, a tough thing. Well, no, that happened uh, about a week ago. I just said, you've got a house for $500,000. You know, what you've got here is, is two to $3,000. Don't let that get in the way of the bigger picture. Mm. If you have to, because you don't want to be saying, oh, we put the house on for sale in November. That's how long it takes us to clean it out. Right. You know, and then you miss the opportunity. I said, let's get this clean now. Well, we have to dump. We'll take some stuff. We'll be able to salvage some stuff, but some stuff's not worth it. It's time and get rid of it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when you, the place the guys are going, like you said, 10 trailer loads went out. Yeah. That was, I should have gone through that kind of stuff first. You know what I mean? Just, well, and, and now, I mean, some of the houses that they get, I mean, people live in their houses their whole lives sometimes. So they did what's called like a, like a prehab. So they also ripped out the kitchen cabinets, the sink, the flooring, all these sorts of things because all of oh. it looks horrible to a prospective yeah. buyer. So that's that's part of the whole arrangement that happens now. Well, if it's anyway, a, if it's a knockdown, just you just... Get rid of the stuff. Knockdowns are tricky. You're living in the city of Toronto. Not everyone is capable of spending six months pulling permits and understanding that system. So you got to leave it in a state where it can just be upgraded rather than torn yeah. down. I also know somebody, uh, you know, they they cut down part of a tree or something like that. and, and uh, Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. They're just trimming it. And guess what? You know, huge fines out of nowhere. Like, you need a permit to do anything. Well, that's what we help. You want to plant uh, uh, cherry tomatoes in your backyard. You better check the bylaws first. They might red tag you and send you a fine. I mean, it's, it's, it's out of control right now in the city of Toronto, what you can't do with your own property. Next time you ask me to cut the grass, I'm just going to say we're going to get a fine for it. Do you have do a it. permit? Yeah. Does he have steel toe boots? I yeah. wish you had. Was he wearing goggles? Yeah. All of this. <laughs> Big brother will lay tickets on you now. Anyway, this is a show called Consignment Heroes. We got sidetracked there. But anyway, yeah, you guys have a store and you guys have a number of services. Yeah. One of them is estate sales, especially, you know, there are as many people, thousands of people will downsize this spring. What to do with your old contents? Why not see if it's worth any money? Call in Paul Kenny. You can call him at his store. The store's number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. They also do consignment for big expensive items. They do gold and silver exchange. They do jewelry. All sorts yeah. of things happen at that store location. But also, if you're downsizing anytime soon, you want an expert to have eyes on your stuff, 905-737-GOLD. Uh, to the phone lines now? Sure. I want to go to uh, Peter in Brampton. Peter's on line two. Peter, you're live on Zuma Radio. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. I just got back from my church service. Okay. Very nice. And uh, I see that Bogey's developing a beard just like his dad. Oh, I had to shave it. I had to cut it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, every once in a while, I got to get rid of it. Now. Yeah, yeah your beard is looking oh, wait, awfully heavy, yeah. No, I just trimmed it. Anyway, it really um, what I have here is a Tim Hortons tin. It may have had coffee or tea in it, and uh, it's the illustrations are the Tim Hort two Tim Hortons uh, boys teams playing with an audience in the background. Okay, that sounds like it'll be a later one. The stuff that's Tim Hortons at sale that's collectible is in the first couple of years they had the pie plates and the earlier stuff. I guess, you know, in the same way that people collect McDonald's stuff, yeah. I'll bet you in Canada people are starting to collect Tim Hortons stuff. from yeah, Not just from the hockey player, but from the franchise. The, from the franchise. Sure. Like, yeah. I, Tim Hortons cards sell up to about $1,000. For a Tim Hortons uh, hockey card, he started in fifty two, fifty three. It was like his rookie card, and but I've never seen anyone collecting the newer stuff, yeah. the stuff I'm out of the seventies. Yeah, pardon. I'm looking at the bottom of it. It says Collector Series Number Zero Zero Two, and it's called Winning Goal. Okay, but there's no date on it. it just says Made in China. <laughs> That's a bad thing. Uh, uh, there's two bad things here, and I've said on the air many times, as soon as you see those words, collector series, collector's item, limited collector's item, generally, they're limited to how much plastic and wood it's made out of that day. <laughs> okay, and that's the problem. They, and they, or if it's given away as a free, uh, premium or something. I wouldn't... Um, Let's just say too soon. It's too, too soon. soon. 50, yeah. 100 years from now, who knows? <laughs> but but I, I should say that you know the the McDonald's toys they go up to two three hundred dollars in some cases. Yeah, I believe that though because some of them were uh, you know you look in the eighties they had some big big brand names you know like associated with movies or TV shows. Yeah, and say they had a toy line that was only around for half a year. 
And I've just thought about, you know what, another thing against Tim Hortons is mainly in Canada and the big collector markets in the States. If there was a collector market in the States and people had to buy it only from Canada, yes, it might have a premium that way. But I don't think the collector collectors have developed in the United States for it. That's your problem here, okay? Okay, thank you very much. I wish I had better news for you, but that's what I see it. It's not zero, though. It would be something, yeah, maybe yeah. at a swap meet or something like well, that. It didn't, but, didn't yeah. cost me anything. I just came across it. Yeah, no. All right, you're already in the money then. <laughs> free is always a good price, especially I, I pay Bogart free. Okay, thank you. Uh, you're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live this Easter Sunday, and our phone number, if you have a rare or interesting item and you're curious about its value, maybe it's an heirloom that's been uh, sitting in your basement for a uh, couple generations or decades. You can call this show and get two experts to tell you what it might be worth. Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny, you know them from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures. Our phone number here is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Let's go to Lorraine in Cambridge. Hi. Lorraine, how Happy are you? Holiday. Um, I have a little pair of shoes, leather. They look like late 1800s, early 1900s, leather with a wooden sole with uh, metal cleats on the bottom and brass um, uh, nails around it and a little strap and button. About six, five inches long. They got cleats on them? Yeah. Like baseball cleats? Like No, um, like a, a piece of metal that goes all the way around from the toe down to the arch on both sides of the of the footbed. I wonder if they were supposed to insert into something. Well, or like or were they wood like, for, for uh, winter? I don't know. You mean Jeez. like a snowshoe type of yeah, thing? Yeah, like I don't really know what they were. Well, you say they're five inches? So that'd yeah, even be a real small kid. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't know. But if it's an unusual enough shoe, um, people collect shoes. There's a whole no, no. There's a whole building on Bluer Street. All they that, do is obsess over shoes. Yeah, the okay. Baddest Shoe Museum. Yeah. Wait a yeah. minute. I, I know we have a man here. I want to tell my favorite shoe story. Oh, you have a favorite. I have a favorite shoe story. You have more than one that would okay. tell me. Okay, okay yeah. let's get to your favorite. I used to That's do a show. To tell you too. Go ahead. I used to be down at the St. Lawrence Market, and I'm sitting there one day, and we're selling albums and a lot of stuff. We have a little stall there. This is about 15 years ago. Charlie Watt from the Rolling Stones comes by. And we start. Come on. Okay, slow down. The Charlie Watts. Yes, yes. Drummer of the Rolling Stones. Yes. And okay. Because uh, I had a bunch of jazz albums, jazz for EPs. He's a jazz guy, yeah. He's a jazz guy. So Charlie's like sitting there, and, and we start talking. And then I start realizing that there's security guards around and people are taking pictures of us. And we're talking about the albums and what he collects. He collects shoes, but I'm going to go on to back into that. Really? Okay. Yes. He collects shoes Lorraine, and eyeglasses. you might have a buyer in Charlie yeah. Watts. Wow. <laughs> he, unusual shoes, eyeglasses, and jazz albums. So my wife is with me, and she, she sees Charlie, and she doesn't obviously know who he is because she asks Charlie, says she sees him going through the albums, and says, oh, I see you like a music. That's what she's just saying in the background. Do you have a good sound system? So she asked Charlie Watt from the Rolling Stones if he has a good sound system. Oh, she didn't know. Oh, she didn't know. <laughs> but you met Charlie Watts. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, no. A couple of times. I'm going to say this. this you should have led with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he, he doesn't miss a beat and runs off. He says he tells all the stuff he has. He buys about 50 albums. And I say, I got more of this collection. So the story goes. And a couple of weeks later, he emails me. Uh, I'm in town. Uh, can I go and see some more of the records? And I'm not there. And I get back to him about a week later. So I was off playing poker. So I came back and said, yeah, we made, a, made a, um, a date. I have to go see him down. I think they were at Sutton Place. So I drop off uh, a whole pile of albums. He says, I go up to uh, give him all the albums. So what happens is, and he gets called away to a sound check or something. Next day. You're next aware day, he's Charlie Watts now? Yes, I'm aware. And you didn't say, hey, here's some albums. Can I have a lock of hair, 50 autographs, the shoes you're wearing, some drumsticks, nothing like that. I didn't ask for anything. No. Unbelievable. We were okay. just talking about music and stuff. So he did give me an assigned picture. So the next day, I leave them with him because he's called away. So the next day, I come back. He says, well, Charlie, how many records do you want? And he says, well, I got good and bad news. He says, what happened was my roadies took the albums and sent them back to England. Oh, no. So now I have to come up with a price to the richest person I'll ever meet. Okay, right. I don't want to rip them off, but I do want to make some money. Okay. Yes, yes. So, so he's bought them. He's bought in them. a de facto way. In yeah. a de facto. Otherwise, way. it's theft. That's right. Yeah. No, no. But I don't think it's just. And he he gave me a picture and paid me off, and it was all good. How much did you overbill him? I didn't overbill him. I paid him what I thought was fair. 
But going back to my story, he collects shoes yeah. and oddball glasses. And funny, his handler, he wouldn't say anything about the price, but he's a rich, you know how much money he's got? He was haggling with me. He oh, was really? haggling with me over the price. Really? So I'll go on to the next person. You got to even wonder what he, his concept of money would be that he would bother to hang, haggle, you know? I don't know. Maybe I was overpriced. So hold on. What happened with the shoes? Was there anything significant that happened with the shoes? No, I just we knew that. We got lost he, in the story here. Yeah, I just know that he collects shoes. Yeah, this his, isn't really a shoe story. This yeah, is an like, I met Charlie Watt story. Okay, yeah, sorry. But I like that. It's a great story. You went a story and you're like, shoes, and then you kept going on with the story. Well, because that's <laughs> the only, there's a lot of shoe collectors now yeah. that are like a under 30 crowd, right? They yeah. collected like Jordans and all the different. Oh, yeah, the running shoes. shoes yeah, like show sneakers, things like that. We Lorraine, sell them. We sell them in our shop. Actually, we do sell shoes if you you want to sell them. Lorraine, you can take these shoes to uh, Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny's store. It's located in Richmond Hill on Young Street. The actual address is 10,341 Young Street. And that goes for anything. Anyone who yeah. has, a, if you've got an old broken jewelry chain, you can take it there and turn it into money. You can do a million things there. You can consign your finer pieces, all these wonderful things that happen at the store, 10,341 Young Street. That's right on Young just north of Major McKenzie. Uh, you can also snap a picture of these shoes, and we can sort of circulate it in the community yeah. of shoe people, and they can tell you exactly what they were used for and what they might be worth. Uh, you snap the picture with your phone, and you yeah. send it directly to, this is the actual email address, sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Snap the picture, send it right to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That way you'll get eyes on it. Okay. She hung up 20 minutes ago in the, oh, in the middle of our yeah, anecdotes. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you have a question or a rare, interesting item you want to call us now, we are live <laughs> at your disposal. Our number again is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. I can't believe you didn't even get his autograph. But I did. He oh, gave he did? it to me okay. next day because I didn't even ask him. Everyone else, he's got bodyguards. No, we're talking about jazz and stuff. We're talking about music because he, he's got 10,000 albums, and I had like 20 for him. Right. And he was surprised, but they were all nice stuff. Yeah. You know, and it was just, we're just talking. We're just like two well, guys. He, he's such a legend now that, you know, when this... Oftentimes, when they introduce Charlie Watts, he'll get the strongest applause. Like people yeah. seem to connect with him the most. Complete gentleman. Complete yeah. gentleman. Yeah. And I know even when they were on the road early, like he was married, and apparently he never messed around on his wife, and was like, you know, the guy you would hope a yeah. great guy to be, and that's who he was. Yeah. Oh, they love Toronto. They love Toronto. He was. Yeah, down, they did was, love Toronto. They don't seem to be coming around anymore. I, I agree yeah. that they used to be at the Horseshoe and they'd rent houses and you'd see Mick Jagger running around, but that's. Ten years ago now. Yeah. Have they really been around? I mean, they're not on tours often, but yeah, it's not like they retired here. It was down sure. St. Lawrence Market. That's mm -hmm. where it was, but I think that's gone now. Okay. Hey, our next caller is Leo in Ridgeway. Leo is on line one. Leo, how are you? Very good, sir. Very good. And what do you have? Happy Easter, huh? Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Okay, I've got a uh, Mark Chagall lithograph of Daphnis and Schlow. Uh, it's number 318. It's in a nice frame. Good matting and all. Uh, what's it worth? In uh, what, how big is the issue? Uh, how big? Oh, looks like maybe. Uh, I I can't tell you how big. You know the measurement. Oh no no yeah no no sorry how big how, it's uh, you say it's a litho it's it's one hundred of two hundred ninety it's number seven of seven hundred and fifty how big was the issue? Oh, uh, it was uh, there was uh, two hundred and fifty. Of them. Okay. And is it in good shape? Yes. Signed in paper? No, it's not signed. Unsigned. Oh, okay. okay. You don't need to get so sad about it. Well, the 250, it. none were signed. 250 oh, were, 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 you know, were lithographed, and they're unsigned. I'd have to look that up in my office. Because oh, he had okay. so many lithos and different issues. What like Picasso, Chagall, they would have one issue, they'd do the same picture and one time it was like one of two fifty, one of ten. They'd have the artist proofs. I can look it up though. But Okay. Yours um, is more of a specific need. We'll put you on yeah. hold. We have an interesting thing here. Remember how Lorraine was on and she's asking about those shoes? Yeah. And then we went on like a twenty minute Rolling Stones. Oh sorry. About story. That. Okay. Apparently she wasn't done and we, we put her on hold. <laughs> Lorraine, welcome back. Sorry Hi. about that. We got carried away. It's a Rolling Stone story. McDonald's um, fridge magnets that said Mac Tonight. Um, apparently, they took the music from Mac the Nice. Yeah. And they used Bobby Darren or the original without authorization, and they had to you know get rid of those things. 
Yeah, the, McDonald's did do a, a very popular commercial series, probably in the mid to late 80s, and they yeah. even had like a moon-type yeah, character. That's right, with stars. And it was Mac the Knife, only yeah. it was like promoting the Big Mac. Yeah. Okay, can I go on to another little story? Lorraine, you're going to hate me. Oh, my God. I used to be Ronald just, McDonald. He wanted she, some jazz albums. She I, just got back. Oh, like, okay. Sorry. I used to be a disc jockey, and every night I ended up, one of the three songs I ended off with was Mac the Knife. Good. Every single like night. Yeah, no, it was a great song. Uh, Bobby Darren edition, I always yeah, play. Yeah. Okay, but back to the issue oh, at hand. We're all distracted today. So sorry. she has a Mac tonight fridge magnet from McDonald's. That'd probably be $20, $30. But how fast do they recall them? Call where? How fast did they recall them? I don't really know. See, that's part of it right there, eh? So it's like... Oh. How many there are around? Yeah, and it's... it's re- how, how new is it? Like, when, was, when did you do that? It would have been late... Mid to late 80s, that, yeah. that campaign would have happened, I would guess. Yeah. If they, it's probably $20, $30, just because if they recalled it. Why did they recall them? Because they didn't have rights. They, oh. didn't get the rights they used the music. the music from Bobby Darren's Mac the Knife Everyone, and just redid it as a commercial. Yeah. yeah, That's what happens. A lot of valuable stuff will end up like that. You know the Onus Wagner card? I hear I am direct going again, Lorraine. Um, the Onus <laughs> Wagner card. all over the map today. <laughs> I know, but the Onus Wagner card that everyone knows is worth $3 million is because Onus Wagner did not smoke. And they put out the card, and he says, no, you can't do this. I do not want my card in a cigarette pack. Mm. And that's why it was pulled back. And this is what happened. I'm not saying your McDonald's item is going to be worth $3 million. <laughs> but Well, no, because I was going to say that McDonald's campaign was super famous. So it's not like it was, uh, you know, they didn't crush it out of the gate. That went on for, like, I, I would guess a year or two. Yeah, so, they had the, so it might not be a rare item, but it's McDonald's yeah. collectible. Is there a big collector's market for McDonald's? Oh, yeah. Yeah? People I consider old. myself the biggest fan of McDonald's on planet Earth. I've just never thought to collect anything from it. Well, <laughs> the other thing is, too, I have a Tim Hortons mug about three inches tall, a little tiny one that I got from the original store in Hamilton. Okay. But how long ago did you get in the first couple of years it was open? Yeah. Yeah, I was living in Hamilton then. I went, to, you know, I went there. I was, that was the size of the mug. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, something like that. If it's early and if, if they didn't make it for a long period of time, you could probably get twenty, thirty, forty dollars for the early Tim Hortons. If I owned it and I knew it was that piece and I, that was the provenance behind it, that's what I would sell it for. Okay, well, thanks very much for your time. Appreciate okay, it. okay, yeah, we gave you a lot of time today, but most of it was on me. Yeah, <laughs> we cut her off a bunch of times. Uh, if you have a rare, interesting item and you're curious if there's a market for it, if there's a value of it, uh, maybe it's an old card collection, maybe it's an autograph of a Rolling Stone member. That t- What did you do with that autograph, by the way? I still have it. It's on my wall. Oh, nice. Okay. I don't uh, sell everything. A gold <laughs> coin collection, a silver coin collection, a regular coin collection. Maybe you have an old piece of farm equipment. You're wondering if it's gotten any uh, uh, market value. you got two guys in studio. They spend all of their time dealing with rare and interesting items, getting maximum dollars, and putting people in touch with these rare markets. Is there a Tim Hortons collector's market? Yes. The answer is yes. Is it strong? Yeah, no. People collect it because of the hockey. Once you have, and this is what happens on a lot of collectibles. If you have two things collecting, like a Tim Hortons person who collects advertising mm-hmm. and a Tim Hortons person who just likes Tim Hortons as the person, okay, as, yeah. the, as the sports figure, once you have cross collectibles like that, it always goes up in price. Interesting. Like if you had a pen, people collect pens, but you have a hockey, and it's hockey is now instead of a $50 pen, it's a $200 You have two pen. different markets that want yeah. their hands on it. I see. You can give us a call here at the station. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. This is Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. 
Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio this sunny Sunday afternoon. It's also Easter. And if you have a rare, interesting item, you can give us a call, 416-360-0740. Paul and Bogart have a store. You can visit it during regular work week hours. It's located right on Young Street in Richmond Hill, so just north of Major McKenzie. The actual address is 10,341 Young Street. You can also call them. If you're downsizing or you've got an estate sale, you want expert eyes on old collectibles or whatever's in that house, you can uh, give them a call at the store, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Let's go to Bonnie in Mississauga. She's waiting patiently on line one. Bonnie, how are you? Fine, thank you. What do you have? I have some Raphael uh, jewelry. And oh. I have some Onita cutlery, a stainless cutlery. Oh, the, okay. We're going to Raphael. is a local, um, it's a copper-like, right? That's right. And the bigger the the bigger the better the uglier the better. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it, you it know what I'm saying. It's kind of brassy looking, and yeah. it has t- big green stones in it, and the yeah. clip-on earrings. And uh, do you have a full set? Like, do you have the necklace, have, uh, bracelet, have, and the brooch of the earrings? No, I just have the necklace and the earrings. Raphael sell anywhere between forty-five and two hundred and fifty dollars, depending on how early the piece and how big and bold it is. Eh? People love that stuff, and not only just in Toronto, it sells around the world because it had that distinctive look to it. Eh? Definitely, definitely different. Yeah, no, it's costume jewelry. Whenever we see it in there, uh, it's uh, I think it was popular nineteen sixties and seventies. And it depends on what stones are in it, too. And that brings me up to costume jewelry. Someone this week's got three, I'm looking forward to this, three white tubs, two feet, I mean, two feet by one foot by 18 inches, full of costume jewelry. Like vintage stuff? Vintage. Yeah. I don't even care if it's vintage. Even brand new costume jewelry? Even some of the brand new stuff. Everything's got a value. You know what I mean? It's like they were thinking about donating. And this is what, you know, if you want to donate, sell it first and donate the money. Because ah. when you donate to some of these places, and some are very good, like I like Sal- Salvation Army because they do good work. But sometimes if you give them a $500 item and they sell it for $20... Nobody is served in that situation. No one's served agree, in that. Yeah. If you have a $500 item and I get you $500 and you give them the 500 I think they're really happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and the costume jewelry... And this week, we have pick, what are called pickers. They go to all the, the local, like... These places, the recycle places, I'm going to call them. I don't want to name them all. But she bought in three gold pieces she bought for under $10 each. What? And I gave her over gold 200. Gold jewelry pieces. Gold mean. jewelry pieces right. that they did not catch. Okay, yeah. so they put out uh, 14 carat earrings and, uh, and thing for $11, and I give the person $110 for them. So you're telling me people can find success going to some of these recycle stores and identifying issues that even the staff there... Well, they don't have oh. the time, and they probably don't care enough to know the difference. And That's they'll miss fair it. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not all experts, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, so people make a minimum wage just getting through the day. I understand yeah. that. So I'm these not tubs to... that you're getting, you're going to yeah. go through all of them? No, you are. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least you'll be uh, that, lifting that, them. That plan backfired. <laughs> so, so, Bonnie, so very valuable, very yes. collectible costume jewelry is what you have. Do you have any of the other stuff from that time period? I knew like, that was coming. I George lot, Jensen? I have, well, right now I have the Onita cutlery of the stainless steel still in the original box yeah, wrapped but up in uh, tissue paper. Use it. Use it? Use it. The tissue paper? No, well, not the tissue paper. stainless steel and not the silver? Is that why? The stainless steel, there's a couple of good patterns in the stainless steel, but and some, but... Uh, use it because what you're going to get out of uh, from a recycling store is like twenty, thirty dollars. We buy all silver plate. We buy all sterling as well. But you're, when you get to the stainless steel, use it, enjoy it. It, it. You can put it in the dishwasher. You can do anything with it. Okay, it's it's worth. You won't be the resale resale price for it is not that high. And when, like when we do a complete house sale, and we'll, we will sell all the cutlery off, but we don't get very much for it. We'll get $10, $15, $20 for the full set. Okay, now, I should say this. You might send me, before you use it, you might send me a picture tomorrow, and I'll tell you what pattern it is, and then you can decide if you want to do that. How's well, that? I have the pattern. They're all in the original boxes. What's the pattern? It's... Um Damask Rose, I have a four setting of that, and an eight setting of uh, Falkirk. And they're both in the stainless? Uh, well, that's what the box said, yes. Each box is... 
And you know this... Stainless, 18 uh, oblique stroke 8, 18 over 8. Yep, no, that's stainless. You're right. No, no, this... She knows her stuff. Okay. Um, it'll probably worth about $20. And if you went to one of the big box stores, they charge you $90 for it. But the resale value is very limited. So use it and enjoy it. Okay, doke. And I do have lots of coins, but I'm not going to take up your time with that. But No, uh, you can take them up. Bring them into my store and take up my time. How's that? Well, I already have a goodie box going up to your store. I just want to make sure that, do I just call ahead of time and make sure that you're in that date? Yeah. No, on our, and I have staff. And they're half as smart as I am, but that's pretty she smart. She doesn't want staff. Yeah, she yeah. wants you. The expert it. eye. Yes. I Call ahead of time. Make sure I'm there, okay? Okay, dog. And I also have a lot of teacups that are already wrapped up to take up to your place. and uh, So I'll just call ahead for everything then. Yeah. Don't sell your teacups too cheap. You know, we'll help you. She's planning to bring them to you. I'm telling other, <laughs> but she's not the only listener out there. There are other listeners. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the teacup world is is just fascinating. As yeah. a guy who's never, I don't think I've even handled a teacup other than the one that you've put in my hand and said, hey, that's a couple grand. And I go, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Highly collectible. Highly decorative. And you can send me pictures. And I've responded to a number of people this week and just said, yes, this is good. This has got interest. Or no, just use these or give them to your grandkids. You know. All right. Well, Bonnie's coming from Mississauga with a tub of goodies for you to assess. So thank you for the call, Bonnie. Our next call is going to be Annie in Toronto. Annie, how are you? Hi. Oh, I have to tell you, uh, I just upgraded my computer system. So I've I am now able to watch you guys. Okay, cool. (laughs) So please wave. Okay. I wonder how much of a delay it's going to be. Anyways, <laughs> no, uh, she can tell yeah. us. I have this little uh, Taco Bell Chihuahua, about six inches high. Taco Bell? You mean literally the Taco Bell Chihuahua? A Taco Bell Chihuahua from about 1997-98. They gave them out. Okay. Oh. Hold on. Listen, I'm going to press it. Oh, the talks? Lakita Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I do remember that. That was yeah, part of their campaign as well, yeah. Uh, they only have so many words left in. Don't squeeze it too I much. I want it. <laughs> no. What do you want for it? I don't know what the market is on that. It'd probably be twenty thirty. Anything that still works like that, it'll still be worth 20 $30, just a novelty item. Yeah, how is it still? I mean, did you take the batteries out of it and nothing's corroded in it, nothing like no, that? No, I'm still looking for somebody to love. What? What do you mean? <laughs> it says, I think I'm in love. Oh, oh okay. okay. So I'm still waiting. So any gentlemen available? <laughs> no, that yeah. wouldn't be us. We're all yeah. happily married. I mean, this is a very resourceful show. We can probably Bye. find a guy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, thanks for your call. <laughs> Lynn in Cambridge is our next caller. Lynn, how cool. are you? Fine, thank you very much. And what do you have? Um, I would like to ask about um, if there's any value to items. I have a small figurine that was says on the bottom, made in occupied Japan. Yep. And I have a hair receiver uh, that was my grandmother. She was born in 1877. And on the bottom it says Nippon. Okay, these Nippons because eight, that'll be made before 1920. Now, the hair receivers are not as popular today. They're part of the dresser set right. that everyone had back then. Slow down. What is all of that Hair stuff? receiver. You took your hair and you off your brush when you did it and you put in a little jar. What? Uh-huh. For what? For no. why? That seems very well, A hair receiver? What do you mean? Like the jar of barbicide? That? No, no, no. When you cleaned off your brush, you take the hair and you put in a little hair receiver. No, you, you don't. I've never even heard of this. Okay. No, this is back then. It, like, have you heard of morning jewelry? No. Okay. If someone passed... Oh, mourning with a U. Morning. Okay, yeah, yeah, morning yeah. With yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be made. You'd have a gold little brooch, and inside would be the person's hair. Oh. They would save it like that. Okay. But now hair receivers are not so good, but it was part of every set. You have your, you have your brush, your mirror, your comb, your hair receiver, and, and your... And, um, so people your collected their own hair? They didn't I don't know. Throw that they, out? Th- they would throw it out. Okay. But... What is good, though, and what she's talking about is she's talking about Japan and not the hair receiver, but they had little half dolls where you had little powder puffs and stuff where the bottom would be like a, a jar and the top would be a lady, okay, with her hands extended or it might be deco and be, she'd be smiling, black hair, coal painted. They're only about six inches tall. They can sell up to thousands of dollars, okay? Lynn, this is what you have? No, no she doesn't I don't have, have one. I have one of those, oh. unfortunately. 
But you know what I'm saying. These right. are the, um, the, the half, they call them half dolls, okay. where it's a little jar and you've got a half doll on top of it. And I want to mention this because people have these at home and they are worth a lot of money. Some can only be worth $20, $30, but some can be several thousands of dollars. And what makes How many people have been like, I do have one of those. I've never even knew what it was. Now they know. Now sitting they know. in your basement, sitting in your garage. And what makes them valuable is when the hands, if the hands are not the body, they're not as valuable. If the hands are extended, they are the parts that break off. So ah. those are, again... Through attrition, they become rare. Through yeah. attrition, they become rare because the hands are usually extended out. Or how nice the doll is. But they would be made in Nippon or in Occupy, uh, right up to occupied Japan. Right, and give us the difference between made in Japan, uh, Japan and occupied Japan because this is something that... Okay, Nippon? People, sh- people should understand. Occupied yeah. Japan, it would seem very dramatic, but it was a lot of stuff came yeah. out like that. Yeah. Uh, Nippon is 1890, 1920... Japan, 1921 to 1945. Then the war ended, and what they did was occupy Japan because you can think of their biggest market for their stuff would be the United States. The United States, just common sense is, I'm not going to buy something in Japan. Yeah, we they, just went through a very, we very gruesome war. war. I'm not buying anything, but occupied Japan would mean that. It was occupied by the United States. And it was a way of getting them to get cash and get Japan back on its feet again. Jump-starting their economy. Jump-starting their economy. And they could also, they'd be able to say, yes, I'd be able to sell that, that item to the United States because it says occupied Japan. Yeah. And now it got collectible in the 1970s because there was a lot of it around and people knew that it was rare because it was only made for a five or six year period. You have the same thing happened in Germany. We call it U.S. Zone Germany. Where if something says U.S. Zone Germany, it's made right after the war. Interesting. Yes. So is there any current value to a figurine that says made in occupied Japan? Not. I had an egg cup yesterday. Usually five, ten dollars is not as much unless it's got, if it is a Disney orientated or um, a um, pop culture, if it was a statue that would relate to uh, some kind of pop culture, yes. If it's just a generic piece, very little. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. That was very interesting. I wish I had better news for you. But you probably have other good stuff. How's that? Okay? Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio this Easter Sunday. And if you have a rare, interesting item or an old heirloom that's sitting in the basement, maybe it's an old uh, piece of advertising, an old gas or oil sign sitting in your basement or your garage, curious about its value. Maybe you've got hockey collection, an old hockey jersey. Who knows what you might have? These guys in this studio, they have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically identifying value that most people overlook. So if you're curious about an item, you should call in. You might have a sudden uh, lottery ticket in your basement or garage. Yeah. That's what you always say, yeah. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com. And be a hero like me. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. And let's get right back to the phone lines. Ollie in Stouffville is our next caller. Ollie, how are you? I'm good today, thank you. And what do you have? Uh, are you familiar with Snow Phoenix Scotch? What? That sounds delicious. It's a, bottle, it's a bottle of scotch. The name of it is Snow Phoenix. Where was it made? It was made in 2010. Oh, uh, the the Glenfiddich warehouses in Scotland collapsed due to a avalanche of snow, and they produced this special bottle of scotch called Snow Phoenix, 
with the scotch that I guess had to be handled. Holy cow! What's up? Beg your pardon? Sorry, holy cow. Um, Holy scotch. I didn't know any of this story. Yeah. There's a Glenfiddich brewery that was in some sort of snow collapse, so it limited production of something, and then you have this collector's item. Correct. But it's fairly new. If you go on the internet, you can find this bottle selling for anywhere between 500 and 1,000 pounds. And you have uh, one of the legitimate bottles? I have the bottle. It's full. It's never been opened. It's in the special metal tin hmm. that was produced to sell this through the LCBO. I okay. think it was around 2010, 2011. So it's not like they, they cut short the time of the aging process. It's just from a weird year where they had an accident. Yeah. Okay, so it's still a 15, 12, or 18-year scotch? How old is it? Um, like, was it cut short in its aging date or anything like that that would make it really, really rare? I don't think it's particularly old. I think they had to uh, do something with the scotch that was stored in their warehouses because they, they, the roofs had collapsed. Oh, yeah. it, right. Yeah, no, It's going to be worth a fortune is the short answer. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, if it's 18-year-old scotch, it's just, that's the aging pro- You know what I yeah. mean? Like, if they cut it short or something like that and the story gets more interesting... Well, that's what I had. Like, I got, if it was supposed to be 18-year scotch and they cut it short at 13 years, that would be... No, it still wouldn't be... It'd, it'd still be... No, but it'd be much more interesting as oh, opposed okay. to a regular tasting scotch that you would be able to buy anywhere. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, to put it to the stratosphere. I think this is collectible. Right now, Bottles are selling around... He's, he's right. Yeah. Around $850. And, but it's worth... As soon as you open it... Mm, like, we had... Not open. I would not I, open it. Yeah. No, but then I, that's such a bad thing to do to liquor, not drink it. But okay. Um, I, well, to, I bought two of these when they first came out in the LCBO, and it was a limited edition. How much were they um, when you bought them? Oh, it, probably 80 or $90. Wow. Mm, okay, that's okay. a good investment. Okay. Yeah, certainly hang on to it. I mean, that brand's not going anywhere. And the more aware, I've never even heard of this story until right yeah. now. Yeah. But you can look it up on the internet. There's a lot of detail about it. Right. But so my question is, there doesn't seem to be a market for it in North America. If you go on the internet, you know, yeah, there's all kinds that makes of sense. people looking for this bottle. And like I say, it's anywhere between 500 and 1,000. Well, uh, there's pounds. a few reasons for that. Also, they, you can't yeah. even advertise this for sale. Yeah. Like the nanny state gets really uptight about that sort of stuff. So you can't even advertise that you're selling alcohol. Not without a oh, license. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so even people that are, you know, I don't know if the government cruises Craigslist, but if you're selling beer or alcohol, it's going to be a problem. It's called bootlegging. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it is, and it, it's it's legitimate product. It's not like we're worried that it was made in a still that's going to make you blind. It's just the, the sale of alcohol, what, especially across the border, but even yeah. across provincial lines, you're talking about huge fines and big problems. Even in the United States, you can't even ship product in an empty liquor box to there, some states. There are some states it couldn't even be an empty mini liquor bottle or be uh, something that's related to alcohol. Yeah. It's just so, it's, it's insane. So selling it is going to be your big, yeah, big no, trick because you can't advertise it. But we can help them because we buy from Toronto and we sell to the world. Yeah. That's our whole idea of our whole business is how we help people. We're not buying from Toronto and hoping to sell to Toronto. We sell to the world, and that's how we get the highest prices. Right. And, you know, we always say people skirt the law and they say, oh, it's a collectible bottle, you know, yeah. and, and oh, you get the box and the bottle and whatever other contents are there. But as long as you, you can't just advertise that you're selling booze. That's your problem. Yeah. So, so, okay, so what can I expect to get for it if it's selling? On consignment on this, we would charge you, uh, you have to call our store, but we charge around 20% plus whatever it costs on eBay. And we do all the handling. We uh, bottle it, we, uh, we pack it, we make sure it gets sold and, gets, and stays sold, as I call it. Okay. <laughs> no, but no, if because it's, it's going to be repatriated to Europe. There, yeah. there is probably a mess of twenty forms you're going to need to fill out to ship a bottle of booze. No, but that's back. what we yeah. do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's probably the natural home for it, where there's har- more hardcore fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting piece. You. Interesting piece. Bring it into right. my store. Okay, I might do that. Yeah, make sure you put it in your trunk when you move it, because there's laws about that too. You are so what? Tight. It's oh. not me. Well, you can't have liquor in the back seat, right? Okay, you're that's right. what I'm saying. Like the alcohol is so uptight. You can just not open. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you it can. can't be in within arm's reach. I thought. No, that's if it's open. You know, we're going to get. Oh, we're going to yeah. get 200 calls from police officers now telling us know. the law. I'm okay. sure it's a problem. Yeah, jail for life. Doug and Scarborough's <laughs> our next caller. Doug. Hello. What's going on, man? I have two kerosene lamps. 
One stolen from the city of Toronto from the 1900s. Don't say that. <laughs> talking about the, you know there are police we officers. Can't deal with it if you that. say that. Yeah. <laughs> the lampern lamp that was used on barricades when they were doing road work. Okay. Okay. Around the man checked it at night to make sure it was on. It has a red lens. My other one was probably stolen from the CNR. It was used by the man on the caboose to signal to the engineer. Uh, the train was hooked up. Oh wow. Okay. You know the police listen to our show, and even retired police people. Okay. I didn't give you my right name. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. He's on the lam already. Okay, okay, so the train light on the caboose. What, uh, what, yeah, what did you say? 250. Oh, my God, but that'll sell all day. Everyone yeah, likes yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that, that's a no-brainer. You could easily get somebody in a bidding war over that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And in our description on the Internet, we will not say it was stolen, by the way. Okay, thank you. <laughs> How do you know it was stolen? Uh, no, you can't don't, ask. Don't go there. <laughs> All right, fine. Are you the cat burglar that's still like, I'm just saying. Okay. We don't know. We don't know. All right. Some guy's going to call in. I have 400 sewer grate tops taken last week. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, our next caller is Charlie in Toronto. Hello. Charlie, how are you? Welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Yeah. Uh, I've got a Roy Holiday bobblehead, and it's not one that they give away at the ball games. And it's stamped on the bottom. It's Alliance Marketing Partners, and it says Patent Pending 2003. Oh, oh the early interesting. one. Oh, okay. What do you mean? So you think it might be a rare run or some sort no, of prototype run? No, I think, I think run? they had them up. There was the one given away. They gave away a lot at the, um, at the Blue Jay Games. Now, this was uh, in 1903 or 1904? I mean, 2004. 2003. Uh, is it him? And pitching? for those who don't know anything, I mean, the Roy Halladay story is is so sad. I know. And we're in such a weird era. When did he pass away? In the summer, yeah. something like that. Yeah. In a rare ultralight plane, some some very very peculiar plane, like almost yeah. like a stunt plane for you know amateur pilots or whatever. And it crashes, and he died. And he's a sports legend with major major roots here in Toronto. And I don't even know if it's digested yet in the collectible market. But oh no, Holladay's is one of those guys because he died pre. Prematurely, it's yeah. going to be holiday stuff will do nothing but go up in price. Yeah, so it's a matter nothing of like Charlie, price. if you're a fan, okay. this if you sell it, you might never get your hands on one again for a reasonable price. They're about if you're not bucks. a fan, it might be worth more now than who knows. You yeah, know? it's two hundred dollars. I, I couldn't understand why it says patent pending. Uh, it's just um, it well, patent pending would mean there is no patent on it, right? It means that yeah. it's still in the application process. But it's an application. They wanted yeah. to get the piece out. <clears throat> yeah. And that's what that is. But it's around $200 if it's the one I'm thinking about, okay? Okay. And it's like, it's such a, I think all holiday stuff is going to go up. He's going to be like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have him with my, the rest of my collection, but I just noticed this. I, I got this because I was renting a storage locker. It was nasty. The guy said, if you clean it out, I'll give you half the month off. And I said, what do I do with the stuff inside? He said, throw it away. This was sitting in the corner. So I've had it ever since. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> okay, thank we you for know, your call. Thank you so much for your call. Our next caller is going to be Kim in Ancaster. Kim, how are you? Hi, I'm good. And yourself? Excellent. Good. What do you have? I have, um, I don't know if they came in jello or if they came in the pudding containers or whatever um, packages, but I have uh, number one to 200 in their airplanes. Yep, 1961. Okay. In 1960, they came out with Wait, cars. What are you even talking about? Okay. These are about the size <laughs> of a silver dollar. In, yes. Toys they come that in came eight in different food. colors, yeah. and there's 25 in each pile, and they're a little, um, a little carousel. You put them, do you have the carousel oh, yeah. to put them in? No, they're oh. attached to, uh, they're glued to a, a frame. You just gave me the worst news possible. Oh, okay. no. Well, if you glued them with uh, flour and water, which was prevalent at that time, no, because that'll come off. But if you use an epoxy like Elmer's, uh, you're, they're um, just a nice display now, and you might get 50 to $75. But as a set, it would have been worth more if you'd left it in its natural state. So these and are what would have gone slow down, for? though. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about you buy a Jell-O pack, inside yeah. comes a little airplane collectible. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, I remember that. Those are cards. And people collect them, and Jell-O back then was like 11 cents. Now, what I want is the box they came in. A lady one day called me. She teased me, said she had the box, never called me back. But they also mm. came out with hockey. The hockey first year was uh, um, cars. 
They were so successful, then they went planes, and then they did the hockey cards in 1960, the hockey coins, all six teams. In 61, they did them again. So they, they were very collectible. So what was the price then, like if you had a full set? Uh, the hockey's worth about 600 These jello, like she's got glued onto the wall or onto this container, it's going to be worth... $50. No, maybe. hers, but like, say if they weren't. They were if just... they weren't, they'd go for about $100, $125. What about with the carousel? With the carousel and the book, because you had to send away a quarter, which was a lot of money back then, to get the book. Okay. And okay. then what about the box? Say kind and of the order. box would be worth, if you had an empty box for that, it would be worth about 150 If you have a hockey... If you had the whole set and put it all together, what is it worth? I think, is that where you're going with yeah, this? Yeah, I'm really okay, curious. Yeah. Like, I've never heard about the box. You know, no, no one's got the box. It's also, The box, I'd pay 150 just for an empty box. Um, the um, Jello. Jello, yes, from 1960, as long as it has the car on the outside. On um, People collect weird things. I'm one of them. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, no way. Your cars, your cars are worth uh, fifty dollars as is. Would be worth more if you didn't. It depends what kind of a job you did. Put them on there. Well, I'm just saying that people know those, and they also know the hockey. They had Batman coins. They had co- dog coins. There's all sorts of stuff they were giving away as premiums. A lot of the best collectibles are stuff that was not you couldn't buy it. it you had to buy a product to get it. Gotcha. Like even baseball cards were, you got baseball cards because you bought the gum. They were a gum seller. Gotcha. You got the t- cigarette cards because they were selling you cigarettes, and you kept the cards. These are, like, this is why, and this is the collectible part. We always want to go that one little step extra. Like I see. You, okay. I got gotcha. you. Could I ask one more thing? Sure. Okay, I have a Lency doll, and it's a felt doll, and it's got to be about, I don't know, 18 inches tall. Yep. Still in the box. And it's got the certificate here from Italy. Oh, I don't know. The dolls have to go at the store. Someone okay. did this week had a stack of dolls, four feet by four feet by four feet, and uh, you have to they have to do work on those. Okay. Send me a picture. I'll help you out because we're running out of show. The doll market is very yes. well cataloged. You can yes. probably, if you can get some details off the actual doll itself, I'm, I'm sure there's a Beckett. It usually they put it out every year. Yep. Like almost every Barbie doll is accounted for and oh, yeah. has a value and sort of these things. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for your phone call. Any final thoughts before we wrap up the Easter edition of Consignment Heroes? We This was a fun show today. It was a fun show. We I didn't like cover we a lot, of... but we had a lot of good stories. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of stories. <laughs> so know. let me just put it out there. If, if you're looking to sell an entire house and its contents, you can give... Paul Kenny and his son Bogar Kenny a call. They yep. they this is their their main field and this is selling season. You want to book them early if you want to do an estate sale. If you're if you're downsizing or heaven forbid you've lost somebody in the family and you've got to get rid of an entire house of contents, you can give them a call at their store 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Final thoughts. I'm still looking for I got two listers this week mm-hmm. for people who want to work from home. I still need two more. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so your light uh, catalog work, I guess, is what it yeah. be. Yeah, we deliver it to your house. We pick it up. All you have to do is put it on the internet, and we're happy as long as you can type right and and you can spell. He uh, pays well. He'll drop off the contents after your, at your house. You have to take a picture and post it to an eBay or yep. Kijiji or or uh, one of these types of sites, right? Yep. Yep. So if you're interested in work, give that same number a call, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. A very special thanks to show producer Sebastian Hearn. Happy Easter, everybody. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.